Hey, Rowie, what are you doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Paperwork administration. For some people, it's the worst part of their business and they hate it. For other people, they use it as a procrastination tool. I've got to do my admin and paperwork, and then they don't do all the other important things. Uh, and for some people, it's just this annoying thing that has to get done, and they, they put it off and procrastinate and don't want to do it, and it gets to the end of the month or the end of the financial year, and they haven't done their paperwork, and it becomes a little bit of a schmozzle. There's a good word, schmozzle. So what about you? Do you love doing your paperwork? Do you get it done? Uh, do you need some tools, some ideas on how to get it done more effectively or just to make sure that it gets done? And it seems to be a very important question uh, when it comes to business because there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, of seminars, workshops, books, uh, TED Talks. There's a whole heap of stuff on how to get the best use out of your time and how to get your paperwork, your administration done effectively. Well, I'm a really simple person. I like it to be easy and simple and fast. And these are just some of the tips that have been shared with me uh, to make my life much more fun, much more successful. And as a woman who has run, I ran health, health clubs from the age of 18, so that was really important to get the paperwork and administration done. Uh, I then became, uh, obviously got involved in education and it's not just important in education to do good administration, but you actually get audited by the government to make sure that your paperwork and your administration is done effectively and appropriately. So that's a very important part of what I do. And at one stage, we had uh, five colleges, 23 classrooms, over 200 team players. I don't like to call people staff. It's not a word that I like. It, to me, it's, that's a, a, a tool that people use with animals. Now, I love animals, but I would never use a staff on an animal. Uh, I'm really, really wanting to invest time with people who are on my team. How about you? So it was important for me, my whole career path has been really important that my admin and administration is, has, has been done effectively. Uh, interestingly, however, I don't, uh, I'm, I prefer to be exercising, I prefer to be outside in the fresh air and sunshine. I'm not, I, I've never thought of myself as a desk person. So here's a, a really great thing to consider. Before you even start your paperwork, could it be a really good idea to have a look at your environment? Now, if I'm not at home, if I'm in a hotel or if I'm traveling, this is my desk. So I have my laptop, my phone, my diary, and yes, I still write. I, like, I much prefer to write, and a lot of people don't. They use their computer for everything or their phone. Uh, I really like to have a nice pen. I, I feel great when I write with a nice pen. Obviously need glasses now to see what I'm doing, but that's it. This is my desk, but notice I'm in the upright position. And the reason for that, of course, is the brain works better, up to 7%, according to the neuroscientists. We, we have better blood flow, better oxygen supply when we're in the upright position. So there's something to consider. How about not sit down and or I get, now I'm really excited because when I'm at home, I have a tread desk. So my desk is all in front of me like this, but underneath me, my feet are, are moving quite fast. Uh, and that means that my brain is working really well and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. But I'll go back a step. So do you have a beautiful environment to do your paperwork? Do you love it? Have, is it organized? Is it systemized? Has it got all your favorite things, maybe photos of your family? Um, you'll hear often um, little sounds on my kitchen tiles. That's Brudy's little feet. He's sitting with me at the moment. So for the last, and he's 20, uh, he's been with me. If I'm at home, my little dog is next to me, whether I'm on the treadmill or whether I'm in, in the kitchen or wherever I am, my dog's there, which is really cool because it makes for great oxytocin, that, that love drug inside your brain. Uh, 
whatever you love to have around you, and it might be music, it might not be. You might like to have uh, education playing in the background, you might not. But ideally, do you have a beautiful environment to do your paperwork? The next part of that, though, and probably the most important part, is why are you doing this? And a lot of people hate their paperwork and hate doing administration because they hate their job. They hate their business. They're not proud of their product or service. They, they do a job for the money, yuck. Uh, and I'm not saying that money is not important, but is it possible that if you do this well, if you do your administration well, if you do your paperwork well, if you do you keep your books well, good, I'm not sure what word to use there. Uh, if you've got a great accountant to help you with your books, that your business will be more successful. But why, why would you care, A, if it's somebody else's business that you don't care about? So the really important question when it comes to anything that you do in your business, in your life, in your career, is why am I doing this? Why, why is this important to me? And obviously, if you love your business, and there's three parts to business that when people say to me, oh, business is complicated and you're going to fail and business doesn't work and you can't make money. Well, of course, that's not true. And this is the reason why, yeah? If you love what you do, if you're absolutely passionate about your business, is it possible that it's more likely to be successful versus doing something you don't like? So number one, and I call it the, the sweet spot of business. So number one circle is I'm passionate about what I do. I love it. Number two is that you want to be the best in the world at it for your customers and clients and or for your community or your country, and it might be for the world. If you're planning a company that's going to be multinational, international, is it possible then that your paperwork and administration become incredibly important because now you're going to be doing it in different countries with different tax laws, with different uh, uh, HR uh, rules and regulations, so your paperwork's really important. Uh, then if you want to be the best in the world for your customers and clients, that means possibly that you want to add massive value to their lives. Yeah? So that's the third part. Do what you're passionate about. Be the best in the world at it and add massive value to your customers and clients' lives. And my question is always this. If you live in that sweet spot, directly bang in the middle, is it possible that everything that you do becomes something that you want to do? I use an example, uh, cleaning is often something that people don't want to do and sometimes a bit of a hierarchy on, well, I'm the boss so I don't clean. Well, I'm exactly the opposite. Um, having run health clubs for 23 years of my life, I'm really aware that there are some people that won't come to a health club if it's dirty. I'm really aware that it's a really important part of any business. So I'm very happy to be the cleaner. I really want the, the facility to be sparkly clean and shiny. And we now live in a world where that has become incredibly important. We've heard that word deep clean many times now. So if you love what you do, is it possible that everything becomes fun? Even the yucky jobs become something that you want to do because you want to add value to people's lives and be the best in the world at what you do. So do you have a beautiful environment? Do you love what you do? And then what about the, the structure? So I'm doing it because I want to. I've got a great place to do it in, but what exactly do I have to do? And here's some really great tips from that I have received from the best in the world. And uh, I'm very happy to share with you that none, none, none of what I do is usually my idea. I just take other people's ideas. I'm constantly learning and educating myself and doing ongoing training. And I take the best of the best and apply it to what I do. So the first one is this. When you wake up in the morning and you've got a day in front of you and we all have 24 hours, so what are you going to do with yours? A great question perhaps to ask is this, what is my number one goal for today? What do I have to achieve today? 
and or what's the toughest job that I have today? Now that might have been created and for me, and there's lots of different ways to do this, but for me, in my diary, I have a to-do list. And I do that the night before I go to bed. So I like to tick off, obviously, at the end of the day, have I done all my stuff today? That's always a nice thing. And if I haven't, then it's got to go onto the list for the next day. So let's just start with the to-do list, just from a headspace point of view. Could it be disrespectful to yourself to put too much on the list? Could it be a really good idea to have a look at the list and say, okay, what can I actually get done in a 24-hour period? And remember, you do need to sleep, and there's food, and there's exercise, and there's people that you love, and there's learning, and there's fun. All those things have to be included in your life. So a really great idea, perhaps, is to put your life in front of you. So let's say this is a week. Now, this is an upcoming week, which I've left empty because I'm not there yet. Uh, and that's my week in advance. So I, that's my 168 hours. Could it be a really good idea to block out of that 168 hours all the time that you're not available to work in your business? Because a lot of people say to me, uh, this is the number one question actually, how much should I charge people for my product or service? Well, my answer to that is always the same. How many hours do you want to invest into your business? Then how many hours do you want to work? Sorry. I'll rephrase that because I don't like the word work. How many hours do you want to put into your business and how many out of your 168 hours are going to go into your business? And then how much money do you need to earn? What are your expenses? Those three numbers are really important. So how much do you want to earn? What are your expenses? Add those together. Divide that by the number of hours that you want to invest into your business. That'll tell you how much to charge. So when you know how many hours you're going to invest into your business, how would you find that out? You can't just take that number off the top of your head. Obviously, you've got to open up your 168 hours and cross out sleeping, eating, exercising, time with your family, fun, sport, church, all the things that you love to do. They have to get crossed out of here before you start putting work in there or business in there or, and as again, I don't like to talk, call it work, but ultimately isn't having your own business supposed to be about choosing your own hours. So once you've got the number of hours that you're going to invest into your business, it's been suggested that you pick a percentage of time every single day that's going to be dedicated to your paperwork or your administration. Is it 5% of your time? Is it 10% of your time? But every single day, if you've got a little bit of admin done every day, is it possible that it would never become a big job because you're doing something every single day? So then that would then provide you with what you could put on your to-do list because I've got seven hours or two hours or 11 hours, whatever it is. So now I'm going to look at what can I possibly get done in, let's pick five hours. What can I actually do in five hours? And then let's prioritize them. So before I go to bed, I make a list for the next day. This is what I have to do tomorrow. This is the number one priority. Now, nothing gets done, and there's a great quote for this. You can't ride two horses with one bum. <laughs> you can't do two things at once. Um, and we often talk about this as, from a female point of view. Oh, but I can multi-skill. Well, the brain can actually only focus on one thing at a time, yeah? So if I get the, the number one priority thing done, then I tick that off. I go to the next one. I get that done. Go to the next one. Get that done. Go to the next one. And never mix the two together. And when I, I'm saying that quite strongly, but... The neuroscientists, again, will share with us, you can't do two things at once. And if you're focusing on that, then that won't happen. The other thing that's interesting, 
I don't have any pings or alerts or any noises going on when I'm at my desk doing my administration and paperwork because it's a distraction. If, uh, if my phone rings or if I get a, a, a noise that says you've got a, a you know, there's a new podcast for you to watch or there's a new, your, your favorite singer's released a new song on YouTube, if I keep getting those pings all during the day, my headspace goes somewhere else so I can't focus on what I'm doing. So what do I have to do today? What's my priority list of things to do today? And don't overload your five hours, two hours, seven hours, whatever it is. What can you actually do in that time frame? And then get it done. <laughs> One tick, two tick, three tick, get it done. Uh, a really important question, and I've probably said this a thousand times to myself and to other people throughout my career path, if not more than a thousand, is what I'm doing right now heading me towards my goal and my successful business or away from my goal in my successful business. And if what I'm doing right now isn't going to help me achieve my goal or help me get better at what I do or isn't adding value to my life, then best I stop doing it. So there's the have to do's, the want to do's, the I have to do it because somebody else wants me to do it, and then there's just the waste of time things. So could it be a good idea to not do anything that wastes your time? Could it be a good idea that if you've got people who want your help, advice, they want something from you, that you put that in your to-do list. So instead of picking up the phone or answering emails or doing all the things that other people want you to do, say, okay, I've got, uh, I'm going to be at my desk for five hours. One of those hours is going to be responding to telephone calls and or responding to emails and or responding to text messages so that you are not constantly pulled away from the thing that you're meant to be focusing on at the moment. Uh, and let people know that. I answer my calls, I respond to my messages, I'm at my desk at this time and that's when I'll respond. And there's another really cool reason for doing that. Uh, if you listen to a voicemail message or you read an email, read a text message, you can actually go through your headspace and think about your response. If you're constantly, I'll oh, just respond to the text straight away, respond to the email straight away, pick up the phone straight away, you're, you're often bombarded with stuff that you haven't thought about and from my very practical experience and very poor uh, use of that initially, uh, I used to waste a lot of time and I used to make a lot of mistakes and say really stupid things because I hadn't thought about it first. So could it be a great idea to uh, set aside a specific amount of time every day? This is when I'm going to respond to emails. This is when I'm going to respond to text messages. This is when I'm going to respond to the phone and or return phone calls. Just a fun thing to do to put on your, on your to-do list. So is this what we do here important? Uh, and a lot of people go, well, it's just paperwork, it's just admin. But if you go back to the reason that you're in business and why you're doing what you do because you want to add massive value to people's lives, uh, I always, and I'll go back another step. When I had a lot of people on my team doing admin with me, where we had a real systemized process for doing admin and paperwork, uh, I had a very, uh, very succinct career description for every person that worked in admin. And when people started with us, I would, they would receive their career description and these are the, your, the, the things that you need to do every day and this is the order that you do them in. I used to do that for people because I knew how the business ran. However, <laughs> I would very openly and happily share with the people that came to play on my team because I don't like the word work, as you know, I would say, if you find anything in your career description that you think doesn't add value to what we do here at Max, 
If you think that it's, it's a waste of time or it doesn't add value to our students or you don't understand why we're doing it, please can immediately get get on to me and say, Rowie, I found this in the in my current career description or in my list of missions for today and I think it's not a very good idea that we're doing it. And I'm really open for that discussion because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste our time at Max. I don't want to waste anybody's time. Time's too precious. I want to make sure that we, we are absolutely committed to the, the three parts of business. You're doing what you love. We want to be the best in the world at it for our customers and clients, and we want to make sure that we're adding massive value to their lives, which is a lot of the part of what admin should be. So perhaps look at your current systems. Now, if you go broke, you don't have a business. So obviously, your paperwork for your accountant is really important. If you don't look after people, that could have a major effect on your business. So is that mission really important? Of course. If you find stuff that's just red tape or we've been doing this for a long time, we don't know why we're doing it. Well, how about that? We don't know why we're doing it, so we're not going to do it anymore. It's just a waste of time. So let's wrap all of that up. Are you doing what you love? Do you want to be the best in the world at it? Do you want to add massive value to people's lives? If you're living in that sweet spot, do you have a beautiful place to do all of those things? Have you created a space that you like being in? And ultimately, a great thing to consider, uh, if you want your brain to work more effectively and if you want to be more productive, could it be a good idea to get yourself into the upright position? And I often share this, one of the most beautiful things ever that I've bought in my entire life, and I'm a very old lady, I'm 120, look good for my age, uh, was my tread desk. Uh, I actually get to walk while I'm ex- uh, walk while I'm exercising. I actually get to walk while I'm doing my administration and paperwork. And I just feel so much better all the time. I get to the end of the day and I'm totally energized because I've been moving all day. So are you doing what you love? Do you have a great place to do it? And then what do you actually have to do? And as I shared, there's so many different ways of producing an effective system. But ultimately, the question is, what's important and get that done? What's next most important and get that done and work your way through your list. Be aware that you are not overloading, and I can't share this deeply and more passionately. You and I, we only have 24 hours in a day. We're never going to get any more. You know when people say, oh, it's been a long day. Well, actually it hasn't. It's only been 24 hours. Uh, I wish I had more time. I think that's a crazy thing to even say because we're never going to get more time. Uh, Is it possible, though, that if we are effective, And you know when people say, I'm really busy, I always say, busy doing what? (laughs) Because we can get really busy. I can find a lot of things to do. But when I go back to my, what do I need to do today? What do I have to do today? What has to get done today? And then perhaps even what I'm excited about doing today. And if you're not excited about it, maybe go back and ask the question, why am I doing this? If I'm not excited about it, if I don't want to get it done, if it's annoying me, if I keep procrastinating, am I actually in the right business? Uh, I'll, I'll put a little side note on that though. Uh, discipline is doing what you should do when you should do it, even if you don't feel like it. And sometimes uh, you have to get into the habit of being disciplined. Would that be fair? So if you're just starting out in business and you're not used to being disciplined and having to work to a system, and can I share that a system is, is the only way to run a business? If you hope I'll do a little bit there, I'll get that done and I'll go and do that. And, and that's, I think, why people get really stressed in business because they're not organized and they're not, not time effective. Not busy, just time effective. 
So do you plan your day? Do you have a list of things to do? And the really important part, and I always use this example, as you know, when you travel on a plane, they will share with you that in a case of an emergency, uh, the air air mask will fall out of the ceiling. And please get yourself breathing first before you try and help anybody else to breathe, whether it's your own children or your own family or older people on the plane or whatever. You can't help anybody else unless you're breathing first. So one of the really important things, I never start my administration, my paperwork. I never go into my office. I'm never involved in anything to do with anything until I've looked after me first. So I've exercised, I've eaten healthy food, I've drunk water, uh, I've said my goals, I've uh, I've visualized my goals, I've done things for me first. Because if I'm not effective, if I'm not feeling awesome, if I don't have a stack of energy, if I can't perform at my best, then I can't perform at my best at my administration and paperwork either. So how do you want your business to run is probably the best question. How do you want your career path to look? If you're going to look back over your life, do you want to say, well, that was a bit of a mess. <laughs> that was a shot muzzle, that funny word again. Uh, I'm, I don't want to look at my life like that. I want to know, and I use this expression, I'm tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined and professional. And I want every part of my life to be like that because I pick those words very carefully. So perhaps use that exercise as the driving force for the way you run your paperwork and administration. Who am I? What do I stand for? What are my core values? What do I want to be known for? Even what would I die for? Here's an interesting question. If you die, we're all going to, and somebody came and looked through your office, what would they find? Would they find, if you come through my office anytime, any day, you'd find a tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, and professional woman, whether I'm here or not. I'll give you another example. If you're going to leave your job because you want to start a new business, yes, uh, would it be a really good idea to leave your old job, with a, leave it with a profit? So leave it better than you found it. If somebody's going to walk into your desk space and pick up your paperwork and have to carry on with what you've been doing, would it be really nice that they find something that's organized and systemized rather than a big mess? No little hidden challenges that somebody's going to go, oh my God, I don't know what to do and where is that? And would it be nice if you are... If you are a systemized, organized person, leave your to-do list for the next person. Leave your system for running your admin and and, and, uh, paperwork for the next person so they know exactly what to do and how to do it effectively. Uh, If you want to make people feel special, it's not something you can do by memory. Uh, And I'll give you, I've got lots of examples of stupid mistakes I've made. But if you promise and you don't deliver, that's when we usually get into big trouble in business. But if you don't promise but you do deliver and you deliver what people, uh, it blows their mind above expectation, then what happens then is that you never have to have a marketing system. You don't have to have a referral system. Your business will grow organically because you are adding value to people's lives. And the only way to do that, of course, is to make sure that your administration and paperwork works well. So I'll use an example as an exercise professional. People say to me, Rowie, customer service system, you know, do you just do nice things for people? No. I had a very, and it's not that I don't do nice things for people, but it wasn't random. I had a very succinct system for customer service, and I'll just share it with you because it's not very complicated. Initial chat with any client, customer, member, anybody that comes into your life. Obviously, you're going to keep a database on that person. 
Uh, that's what good business is, which is your administration. So in your computer, there'll be a file, Mrs. Jones, and it'll be obviously her name, address, telephone number, email, all of that stuff. But start producing this data collection of cool things. How many children does Mrs. Jones have? Does she have pets? What are their names? What are her kids' names? What does she like to drink? Uh, what perfume does she wear? What music does she listen to? Where does she go out for dinner? What's her favourite chocolate? What's her favourite wine if she likes to drink anything? Uh, does she have a favourite fruit? Does she, have, does she like to eat uh, Italian food or Indian food? Uh, where does she like to travel? Where did she come from? How many brothers and sisters has she got? Uh, start keeping a record of the important people in your life. And to me... Customers and clients are the really important people because they're the ones that you want to add value to their lives, obviously, but they're adding value to your life because they are investing money and time in you. So then what happens, once you've got a database on everybody, my next system was uh, several times throughout the year. Now, there's obviously Christmas and Easter and Mother's Day and Father's Day and all of that, but when you listen carefully to your clients... There'll be other things that are important to them. So they might have a family reunion coming up. They might have a sporting event. They might have a travel, uh, a big travel event where they're going somewhere special. Whatever's going on in your customers and clients' lives, uh, you keep a record of those dates. And you, you get in contact with them with something special that's specific to them on that date. So if somebody likes um, bananas... And, uh, and it's something, I mean, that's just a really simple thing. So their favorite fruit is bananas. So when they're coming into your facility, and let's say they come once a month or once every six months or even once a week, uh, and you have a, a bowl of fruit on the front desk and it says, we're having bananas today because Mr. Smith likes bananas. Uh, that's a really simple system because if you decide that every day I'm going to do something for my customers, my clients, the people that I care about, the people that come into my business, uh, today it's going to be Mr. Jones, tomorrow it's going to be Mrs. Richards, the next day it's going to be Mr. Sampson, whatever uh, the, the thing is, but you do something every single day, you put it into a system. So collect all the information you possibly can on everybody, everybody that comes into your business and then a system of how you're going to do it. So I'll give you a really cool, fun story. I had a, a client, a member at one of my health clubs, who her goal was to wear sexy underwear. And she never had her whole life. She'd always worn uh, just boring old undies, she called them. Uh, and so I, on a trip to Melbourne in Australia one, one time, I went to the, uh, the, the uh, designer outlet store and found a whole stack of gorgeous underwear. And I bought about 20 pairs. I can't remember, but I had this big box of, and I bought some pretty boxes and some tissue paper. And on a, on a regular occasion throughout the year, I would just put this beautiful pair of undies, wrap them up in tissue paper, put them in a pretty box and give them to her as a gift and say, this is for a special occasion. But we talked about how you don't wear undies for other, pretty undies for other people, you wear them for yourself. And uh, that we then went on a list and I kept a, an administration list, and that's why I hate the word administration because it sounds so impersonal. But I kept a list of those special things that I had done for people. So I've washed people's cars, gone around and looked after their kids, um, mowed their lawn, ironed some clothes, uh, sent them a, a, a book about their favourite horse, um, 
didn't every single person that came into my life so there's three pieces of paperwork there one is the person and what they like two is how often you're going to do something for all the people in your organization and then a list of special things that you've done and the reason for that special list was that when new people came onto my team and they didn't have very good ideas they could either go to that list and get great ideas or they could put into conversation with their clients or ask the right questions in that conversation to find out what their client might like. So it might be something like, uh, um, Roe's got a client who absolutely loves gin. He's got a gin room in his house. So there's, the whole room is just bottles of gin and beautiful leather chairs. And uh, obviously he goes in there to have quiet time and have a nice quiet gin on his own. Uh, that, that's one of Roe's clients. Do you have anything that you, that you like, that you do like that? Uh, so it gave people ideas on how and what to do. So just for example, that particular client, obviously when I bought him a present, it was gin because that was his thing. So find out what your customers and clients want. Put it on a list. Find out everything about them that you possibly can. Make sure you record it. Make sure you have a system for providing people with great experiences. And I used to do it every single day uh, and I still do. For my customers and clients in my gyms, my health clubs, and my personal exercise coaching, it was every single day. Now, as a as an educator, I obviously do this now. For me, this is just a normal part of my life. I invest at least ten percent of my day into creating wow experiences for other people, and then of course, make sure that you keep a list of all the things that you've done, so that you're constantly uh, inspiring your brain, and you can help other people on your team to inspire their brain to do really cool things for people. So it makes life, it makes your business, it makes what you do, the thing that you love to do in the place that you love to do it. There's a stack of things that you need to do to make sure your business runs effectively, but it makes it so much more fun. So yes, you've got to have a great account and you've got to keep good books because otherwise the business will go broke. Yes, you've got to look after your customers and clients because otherwise you won't have any customers and clients so your business will go broke. If you're doing any admin systems that are a waste of time, you've just been doing them for a long time and it's just stop doing them. What a waste of time. And make sure that whatever time you have, it's clearly recorded. So make sure that, and I don't know if you'll be able to see that, but it's a to-do list. I tick it off every day. I love using the highlighter pen because it shares with me that it's done. Uh, and I also put onto my list everything that I do. So I put my exercise in there. I put my learning. I write down in my diary every day, what did you learn today, Rowie? Uh, what, are you, what are you appreciative of? What are you thankful for? What are you looking forward to? And then my to-do list for the next day. Now, that's just my idea. But is it important to have good administration, good paperwork? Uh, let's ask a different question. What happens to any business if they don't look after their paperwork, they don't have good administration practices? Is it possible that even if you love your business, it won't be around for very long because it's just a mess? So if you want to, uh, and I'll go back to those five words. Who are you? Pick five words and then run your business that way. Make sure that the place that you do business is representative of who you are. Dress in a way that's representative of who you are. Be you, love what you do, and then make sure, that, of course, that your paperwork and your administration follows along. Wouldn't that be awesome and easy?